This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth brings you quality hunting clothing and packs at a price you deserve. You can check them out at HuntworthGear.com. Getting ready to give away our second quarter uh, giveaways. Uh, I'm going to do that probably the end of this week, uh, so be watching on Instagram for that. Um, Basically, we'll go live on Instagram, go through. Uh, we'll do it just like we have done in the past. We'll go through and draw names, and those names will get to choose from the things that we're giving away. Uh, we're giving away that sight quiver stabilizer package from Redline, uh, giving away a gearhead bow. Uh, we're giving away the package from Huntworth uh, rain gear. We are giving away... Um, some zinger fletch and spartan forge um lucky buck all of those things um the lucky buck the the deer in the up are are fighting over it um you know th there's a guy on on youtube who said you know that it's just a gimmick and it, you know it's just a deer attract and it doesn't help the deer at all um you know i, I don't know if he listened to the podcast that we did with uh with dave but um I don't know, the things that we were talking about off air and, you know, some of the proprietary things that are in there. Um, I, I really do believe that, uh, that it's going to be beneficial, uh, past just an attractant. Um, but you know, we do giveaways for our Patreons. Patreon is a crowdfunding for creators and basically that helps us, um, to keep the show going, to do all this stuff. Um, you know, like the total archery challenge. So shout out to our latest patron, Lawrence Sheldon. Um, he came, hung out with us, showed us all the pictures of his turkeys and all the things, uh, from this past season. Um, and now he's going to be entered in to win, um, all, any of that stuff. Um, but the companies that we talk to and, and partner with, we make sure that 
you know, not only do they support the show and they align with kind of the things that we're doing, um, but they're also aligned with, uh, you know, giving back to uh, the listeners. Um, so, like I say, Patreon uh, is a crowdfunding for creators. Uh, you can check it out at patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. You can click on our link tree in Instagram if you're interested. Basically, 17 cents a day to, to help us. Uh, you know, we've, we've created a community around Patreon. We're working on a, a Patreon hunt and for the Patreons that are out there, um, I'm going to get an email out here, uh, outlining that this week, um, to say when it's going to be, what to expect, what we're looking at, and we'll get kind of a sign up sheet, uh, but really excited about it. We've been going crazy in the Marco Polo group talking about it, um, and like I say, really looking forward to just getting together and having that deer camp for, you know, the supporters of the show. And a lot of the guys are longtime supporters and, you know, very, very active in, in the group. And a lot of guys that are incredibly helpful, guys that have been guests on the podcast, um, certainly. But, um, but yeah, so uh, coming up for, for quarter number three, you know, we're going to still have... You know, the guys from Zinger Fletching's Spartan Forge. So Spartan Forge, I was just looking at it. You know, they have that new uh, Lambda feature, and it is eerie. Um, I was on one of the other apps looking at uh, my house. They're putting in a house uh, next door to me where the property lines are, and it's one- or two-year-old um, footage, or the 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 mapping is, is one or two years old. Um this year you can the 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 date was seven five of twenty two when the the upload w- came and it had to have been like within the last thirty days uh based on the cars in the driveway what my backyard looked like um all of those things uh incredible uh kind of eerie i was showing my wife it, it it's a little scary but but spartan forge you can check them out at spartanforge.ai uh incredible incredible mapping um but really what it does is uh, they're they're using collared deer studies and uh tons of other data uh plugged into a military grade algorithm to say to predict where the deer should be moving on certain days in your zip code. So you look at an area, you can look at the predominant wind, you can look at where the deer are supposed to be, where they should be. Um, It's really, really incredible. The mapping is what I'm blown away by at this point, but at the heart of it, it's a predictive deer movement to be the most efficient hunter uh, that you can. So again, you can check them out at spartanforge.ai. but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Patreon hunt. And based on the last couple of podcasts, um, what we have is we had some high level uh, public land guys. That's kind of like what we do. But talking with Aaron Blisey, uh, it's kind of got more guys saying like, what if I don't want to kill big deer on public land? I mean, everybody wants to kill big deer, but what if it's their first time on public land? What should I be looking for? Like, how do I just go out and kill a deer? And, um, that's what we kind of talk about. It's great to have John, Frank and Ernie all back in on the podcast. And, uh, that's what we did is just kind of talked about like how we would break down a brand new piece of public land and just to hunt for deer. What would we be looking at and what would 
allow us to be successful. And uh, another tale from the garbage man. So for you guys that have been around long enough, um, great stories from Frank, uh, as always. But, um, you know, check out Patreon if that's not for you. Um, no big deal. Just tell somebody else about the podcast. Um, as we're going forward here, this is about the time where we start to really ramp up the uh, the hunting, the 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 killing portion of the of the season as far as prepping. Uh, I'm going to be talking to some companies as well, uh, but really we're going to be talking deer, deer hunting, getting down to the nitty gritty as everybody gets uh, ramped into uh, the season. So tell somebody else about the podcast. Uh, let them know. Uh, go online, leave us a review, uh, follow us on social media, and let us know what we can do better for you. Um, as always, thanks for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. And uh, the gang is all here. We got Mr. John Borsma, uh, Ernie Califf, and uh, Uncle Frank. And uh, in light of the last couple podcasts that have done, um, talking about you know, Aaron Blysey going out on public land and, you know, kind of <laughs> Frank, <laughs> uh, you know, earning your hunt going out there and uh, rather than just buying new stuff, going out there and, and doing some scouting, doing some uh, trail camera work, you know, if you want a new, new piece of gear for your bow, go shoot your bow a hundred times a day for seven days and then go do it, you know, kind of actually putting in the work to justify it. And then if at the end of the day, you think that you still need it, then, then go ahead. Right. I mean, I see, I see John's eyes kind of perking up here. So, yeah, I mean, that's how you should do it. So, um, in, in light of that, I had, uh, some guys reach out and say, um, they didn't like the term that I use with like elite hunters. And they were talking about, um, guys that are able to go out on public land and just kill deer, like just go out to any piece of public land and go find deer, kill a deer, find a good deer, you know, kill a buck, whatever. And I said, well, I know just two guys, uh, that can do just that. And I kind of posed this question to, to Frank and Ernie, uh, while we were up, uh, camping when we were on vacation, um, that, you know, I, I guess I want to pose it like this and, and John can jump in here for the discussion anyways. Um, but like kind of like back in the day, like so before Onyx, Base Map, Spartan Forge, any of the mapping uh, and learning the the public land stuff, um, where did you find the, the information? So how did you and then how would you go about like killing a deer? So I, what I had said to Ernie up there was if... I said, I'm going to kill your whole family if you don't go to this piece of public land that you've never seen before, and you have to kill a deer in three days. Not a big buck, not anything. A deer. A deer. How with, do you- With a bow? With a bow. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because if you, you know, I have other options, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a spotlight. I could have killed him probably in 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> Yeah, grenades. 12, 15, Twelve fifteen at night. Well, hey, you know, I didn't see what. So <laughs> to talk about my old man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that'd be a legal bow kill. Oh, okay. What we're after. okay. So, so like, 
let's let's start off like this. So we'll go Ernie, John, and then Frank. Like the the take me through like the first deer that you ever killed with a bow. First one. Um hunting on some public land. I was 17 years old. How did you find the public land? Like, how did you find the spot? Walked down a gravel road, seen where the two track uh, the trails were crossing. I mean, I knew very little. I did know through my brothers, said, you find out what, you use them tracks, find out where they're crossing these deals and get in there where you have a nice ambush spot. So I skipped school one morning. I went out for my, I think it was my first sit there and had a big doe come in with a fawn and turned sideways in front of me. And if you can picture a guy in a flannel shirt, ball cap on backwards, long johns on, rust-colored corduroys with tear in them. I was sitting on a white bucket, and I just put three pieces of wood in this crotch of this triple tree so I could had something to sit on. White bucket, and I was, that's how what I looked like. Carried three arrows with dull wasps. <laughs> you know, I knew nothing. Borrowed my dad's bow, and I shot that doe center of the ribs. So I thought, man, this is pretty easy. Following year, I missed seven times. <laughs> Never touched a hair. But at least you had shoot. But, but you've seen you've seen yeah. animals. Yeah. Yeah. And and so just just for the the new guy, just for just for the whole um like completion of the story, like what happened next? So for like the recovery for the track job, the gutting uh, Well, it's you know, I had hunted with a gun probably three seasons. So I was into my first actual bow season. Uh, shot at the Bowman's Club with a recurve for a while, and then I was able to get a bow. You know, not a good bow, but a bow. So the guy that was with me, um, who was one of the neighbor kids, he skipped school also. <laughs> um, we After I shot the deer, I went and told him, man, I hit this deer. I watched it go away and I heard it crashing. Um, we just decided to try to track it on our own and we, we did it. Um, not as much blood as I wanted. Cause like I said, it was a uh, dull. Now that I think back, they were relatively dull broadheads, but, um, there was enough blood and found it and got pretty wound up. Probably the neatest thing about getting that deer um, I took it home and hung it in what we call the big tree, which is right next to our house. My dad's a lifetime gun hunter. He comes home for work, from work, parks, he looks, he gets out, and he, he looks at me, he points at it, he looked back at me, he points at it again, and he never said a word. He's, he's going, <laughs> he went, what happened? I go, I got him. <laughs> you know, he says, oh my God, and he checked it all out, and. Then he says, you know what? They're up to 20 bucks for cleaning those deer. He says, well, you say we try it ourselves. So since that day, we cut our own animals up. That was my dad's reaction to that was probably my favorite thing. It's cool. My dad's was the opposite because I shot a doe my first deer with the bow and he was pissed. <laughs> <He> was like, <laughs> what the hell are you shooting a doe for? Because like, they eat good, Dad. And what was your story? Your story is... So I not similar. I'm thinking of the one 
The big buck that you killed. Oh, that was oh, the gun. Yeah. 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 That was, you gave him the bag. You gave him the bag of nuts. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was right at the hockey arena. But no, that was that one was with a gun. I killed several nice bucks with my gun and then finally got a... Uh, I missed a lot of deer with my bow. But, <laughs> you know, I'm coming... You know, growing up with my dad, that he was like this, just the freaking deer murderer. I mean, he just... He killed deer... Like every year, many deer, but that's what we lived on. And so, like all the spots I hunted were my dad's old spots. Like even where I killed my second, my uh, second buck with a rifle, I actually went up. It was Walhalla. It was a spot. I went up with my. You're own. not supposed to say that. Yeah, well, it don't matter now because <laughs> that spot's all private land now anyway. So, but I'm up there with my uncles. You know, my Uncle Art, my Uncle Ray, and they just dropped me off. Uh, like, okay, we'd drive down this two-track, and every, everyone would just bail out. Like, okay, here's your spot, here's your spot. I hadn't, like, even been to this spot, and he's like, all right. So this is before daylight? Oh, yeah, dark, you know, <laughs> opening morning. And what it was was it was my cousin Danelle's blind. Was that the point? Yeah. Were we at the point? Yeah. Yeah. And so he – uh my Uncle Art was the one, he, we had already dropped off Ray, and Uncle Art's like, all right, just walk straight down that, like, there's a, like, kind of a runway, walk straight down that, and, and you'll see the blind, it's like right back in there. I no flashlight, nothing, you know, I'm walking back, <laughs> and I get back there, and all of a sudden, I can see a cigarette, like the cherry of a cigarette, in the blind. I'm like, oh, crap. Now what I do, like, so I just started walking back. I walked back out to the two track and I got like a tree. I'm sitting with my back on the tree. Like, so the dude shoots, doesn't shoot me, you know, and I don't want to go, you know, up the two track to the right or the left. Cause my uncles and cousins are all that way. Oh, yeah. So this starts getting, it starts getting a little bit light and I, I can see like out straight away from me that there was looked like kind of an opening, like it lit up a little bit better out there. And that's, I thought I seen like a flicker of a tail. So I'm like, I start sneaking out that way. And then I get out there and I come out onto this point mm -hmm. and there's like a little drainage on each side. And there's like kind of a mound out in the middle and there's a bunch of cuttings and one big ass tree, like on this little mound and I'm sitting there and I get to this point and there's an old blind right there. Like, I mean, it'd been, hadn't been used in years. So I just sit down on that. And then sure enough, I'm looking at that big tree and I see a deer. It's like a little four point. But he was like, I could just see parts of him, like his head and his tail. And and so I'm getting all ready to shoot that thing. And all of a sudden, to my left, down that freaking drainage, here comes five bucks. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this no bullshit. Five bucks come running in. The first one stops, and I shoot it, and they all scatter. And I'm like, I rack another shell. And there, the, there was a bigger one, was like Bullwinkle, <laughs> that was like ran into them that scrubby brush and i could see him i had him in the scope and everything i'm like man i, I can't shoot through that stuff you know and it felt like forever but then he took off so i'm like i get up and i run down there and i'm like i'm looking for blood i can't find any blood and i see a tree about two inches in diameter just blown apart I'm like oh my god i shot a tree <laughs> you know well then i start looking around and i see like one speck of blood and i'm i'm just like looking down i'm not looking i did look up we're like that other buck, and there's a dude on the other other edge of that hill, you know, pumpkin up there, bright orange. I'm like, crap. Well, then I'm looking for blood again, 
and then I see some more and more, and then I look into the edge of them slashings right there, and then I just see the feet sticking up over this log. I'm like, holy shit, I got it. I'll go over there, and it's a dandy 8.17 inch spread. <laughs> I didn't even have a knife or anything. I just grabbed that thing and started dragging them. <laughs> I drug him back out to him like this guy isn't gonna get my deer, you know. <laughs> and then I ran down, got my cousin Jeff. Neither one of us had knives, and I go down and get Uncle Ray's knife and <laughs> screwed up everybody's hunt. But that was pretty cool. But but so and I tell my dad where I'm, he's like, that was my old blind. Like that's yeah. the point. Yeah, he's like the- I built that blind years ago. I'm like, no. He's like, then if you go over to the next ridge, that's where like the JB tree or the beer beer can tree or you know like. I always heard like Uncle Frank. And I, I had the I had the FA tree that I carved. I was carving my name in it. So, it was like a beech tree or something. No, it was a pop, big, big popple tree oh, pop. that I was in, and I was I was like a couple ridges over from him, like you know, and uh, I I was just you know how you get bored sometimes. You're young, you know, and I, I you know I, I was sitting there, you know, and that was without seats on this tree stands or nothing, you know. So finally, I turned around. I was facing the tree. And I thought, oh, that's pretty. I'm going to take my knife out now. I'm putting my initials, big, big initials in the tree. And I got the F in there and, uh, you know, and I get the A in there and I'm just about done with the A, you know, and I heard something behind me and I turned around and looked and I'm going, oh my God, <laughs> big old buck standing there looking at me, man. <laughs> and I'm backwards, you know, <laughs> the bow's hanging on the tree, you know, it was one of them deals where he's just kind of looking at me like, yeah, well, you're an idiot, dude. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, I didn't even get the bow picked up, and he was gone. Right. But that was the old F.A. tree right there. So for you, Frank, what was your first, like, bow kill? Like, Gosh, it, it, it would be, um, I was probably with his dad, or Art, and uh, I was shooting a <laughs> right-handed recurve, and I'm left-handed. And I shot it. That's the way I shot that bow. I had a... Um, it ended up being a, I think it was a, a Shakespeare Super Nasita, and that's what your dad had too. That was so. So he was doing that before Joel Turner was. <laughs> but I was actually shooting it left-handed, left-handed, but it was a right-handed recurve, and and we were up. I think we were up at Pines Point when I killed it, though. And uh, just you know, I, I public land, think- private land. Oh, it was public, all public, you know. Well, everything was public to us back then. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was it was you know, it was not a big deer, you know, and yeah, but I was excited, you know, when I shot it, you know. It wasn't it wasn't a, a heart shot either. <laughs> you know. It was kind of back a little ways. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that sometimes. So how old were you then? Then I was probably I don't know, fourteen, I think I guess, you know. But I had shot a deer before that. I think I was about 10, but that one wasn't with a, a bow. <laughs> we were squirrel hunting, my brother and I, and uh, it was his fault, okay? And what year is this, just so we're statute of oh, limitations? I, I, think I, I, I think you're beyond that. Are we beyond it? Because what we, happened was we were squirrel hunting, and, and I hear this. I was just sitting by the tree, and he told me to sit here, you know, and I had a 12-gauge, you know, my big old long barrel 12-gauge, you know, and. How old were you? I was about 10. 10? Wow. And yeah, it, was, it was no loss back then, right? What are you talking about? No, I meant the 12-gauge. Oh, no, no. That Bad was my ass. gun, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I got a 12-gauge when I was 10. I think my brother got one when he so was 8. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear, and I 
I start looking down. There's like a lane there, you know, and these deer are going by, and my brother's standing up, and he's just pump, pump with a twenty-two, you know, shooting his deer. You know what I'm going? The heck's he doing? You know? <laughs> and then he's going, come on, come on down here, you know. So I go down there. Let me see your gun. Opens it up, and that's when we had paper shells, you know. And he just takes his knife out and he cuts the shell, and sticks it back in. How old was your brother? Well, he was 10 years older than me, you know. And I go, so he goes, all right, he says, we're going to walk into this brush. He goes, if, if you see that deer, he said, just shoot it, you know. So, okay, you know. Well, it turned it into a slug. I didn't think I was ever going to see it. You Cut know? shell. Oh, man. I walked in there. I was in there maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 yards, you know. All of a sudden, this deer stands up boom, right in front of me. You know, and I could see it was hurt, you know. So I just, he said, just put the bead right behind the leg, you know. And, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I busted my nose, man. Holy crap. That was the biggest recoil I've ever experienced, you know. <laughs> and he goes, did you get it? <laughs> and I go, I don't know, man, but I really pissed, you know. <laughs> I was hurt. So pretty soon he comes over there and we walk over there, man. It was dead in the stone, man. I just smoked it. <laughs> but I mean, it was, had a hole in it as big as your fist, you know? Right. But yeah, that was, that was, you know, I mean, back then that was what we ate, you know? So that's like, so my dad, his, like his first deer, like he had, all he had was a 22. Yeah. And my grandpa was like, you know, I'll buy you a rifle if you can kill a deer with the 22. And he, he got really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but back to, so back to the story of killing my first deer with the bow, it was actually at the point. Yeah. So after we, after, you know, my uncles got that spot from my dad and you, yeah, you know, right. And cause my dad pretty much quit gun hunting at that point. Yeah. And, and so then I just started going up there bow hunt and then went up there. I missed a nice six point. I missed a spike horn. And then finally this deer come in and it was just getting, you know, just gray light, just legal light. And I thought it was like, man, is that that spike horn? And we're like, I shot it and it piled up like, and I was shooting that, uh, Pearson spoiler plus 80 pounds. <laughs> and How had, old were you? I think I was, I was 16 at that time. Cause I drove up there myself and, uh, I went down there and it was a doe. I'm like, well, it'll eat good, you know, and then went down and got it back to the house. And my dad was pissed. What are you shooting a doe for? Well, that, that same spot though, right there, you know, where the F.A. tree, I told you the F.A. tree was, mm -hmm. your dad was hunting that one night. And, uh, I can't even remember the bows we had. It was, it were compounds and, he he comes out to me, you know, and he goes, oh, you ain't going to believe what happened tonight, man. He said, eight point man comes in there, you know, and he's with this doe, and he comes in, and I draw back, and my flipper rest fell off, he says, you know, and it, they took off, you know, and he's he's pissed, you know, he's up there, and I mean, it actually fell on the ground <laughs> down below him, you know, so he's sitting there, you know, getting dark. All of a sudden, you know, oh, he's coming back, you know. 
sees this bigger deer coming back, you know, so he draws back and puts his goddamn finger up there like this. <laughs> no shit. Holds his finger up. Thum, shoots his deer, right? Thud. Hits it. He says, crash, you know. Yeah. You know, got him. So I I went over there after dark and he was still there, you know, up the tree, you know, and he come down and he goes, I, mean, I just shot a big eight point. He says, you know, okay. So where'd you hit it? Oh, I, I don't know. You know, it was dark, you know. He said, I, I had to hold my finger up there on, you know, to hold the wearer off. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, goddamn flipper wrist fell off and all kinds of shit, you know. And I'm going, holy crap, you know. So he gets down and we go over there, you know, and find, you know, where he hit it, you know. Oh, it's blood. Yeah, okay. He got it, you know. So we're we're tracking, you know, and all of a sudden we get up there, you know. And blood kind of stopped, you know, but it was all over the place, you know. And then I look to the left and there, oh, there's a deer, you know. So I go over there and I grab it and I'm going, Ain't no horns on this son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait a minute. I said, I thought you said you shot an eight point. I did. I said, well, something happened. And I said, in the meantime, I said, because this is a big doe. <laughs> what? I shot a big doe? I said, right through the liver, man. <laughs> I mean, he hit it right there, man. Wow, right in the middle. <laughs> he was, And I go, you're the one that's always bitching about us shooting doe. <laughs> no. I said, and then you killed this big one, you know. But, yeah, that was funny shit. And you know that, Ray. When he says that flipper S fell off his bow, I mean, these people that are starting today and these new people, and you you probably know a lot of them, a lot of listeners that are trying to get better. If you want to appreciate today's equipment, you need to go hunt with what we had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shot bare fingers, no sight, with a black tail two-wheel bow. And when you shoot them, they go like that. Did they have a bare weather rest on it? Was yeah, it the just bear, a little solid. The, the rubber little bear black, wire. Yeah. Plastic thing. That actually was probably Feathers. one of the best rests that you, you know, come on a bow. If you keep you it know, on. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. It was keep it at on the time. There. You know, I mean, from, from a like a stock bow that you took off the shelf, or the white tails or black tails or whatever. What were the what were the um the old ones that had the plastic? Was that a Hunter Supreme? Just the the It had the metal rod and it had a little plastic flipper out on it with a burger button. That was a flipper rest. It was It was like... No, no. This was after the flipper. It had a little adjustable plastic. It almost it had a looked little like launcher. A, yeah. Oh, but, I, 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 still, I, don't, I can't remember what it was. Hunter Supreme. It could have been. Could have been. That's yeah. the one I stuck... Well, I, so one of the deer... One, I mean, I didn't even miss the deer because this was out behind the house and it was a nice six point. I actually killed him with my gun that year because he had, he had one of his brow tines were like broke off or a little mushroom on it. I was sitting right out behind my dad's house, and I'd been watching these does come out into the into this little cutting, and so my arrow kept falling off that that little rest. So I pushed it down inside, like you just oh, push it, it down. It was that spring deal, wasn't it? Kind of had a little V on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. And but we turned it around, and so then like it would sit on it, and then against the the plunger. Yep. Well. I pushed it down in there so the arrow wouldn't fall off. You know, I'm like, I got time. I'm watching these deer or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I hear a noise down here. And there had been some squirrels, you know, so I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, I heard it closer. And I'm like, I looked down out of the corner of mine. There he is, like right there at the bottom of my tree, five yards. And then I'm like, it's a buck, six point, you know. And I could see his rack and everything. And so I'm like, turn around. And he kind of walks. And I go to draw back, and my arrow's still in there. And it's like, <laughs> <"Ee!"> <laughs> and he like 
looks up at me and, and I finished drawing back and it's like, eh, and then the broadhead hits the riser and the arrow falls off and goes <laughs> right down in the ground next to him. And he's like, ah, you know, flipping me off, running and laughing at me. But yeah, I had all kinds of, I had, uh, uh, I mean, years, years after that, then we had like, I had those, the metal that looked like the horseshoe knock, the true knock or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And you had to use a certain, like I actually still have some of them little shorty knocks, but if you didn't have those and you're using a caliper release, I was actually hunting out at the farm and I was with Tom Keniston because I, I wanted to shoot a doe and he's like, oh, I got lots of does. Yeah. Come out with me. So I'm sitting there all of a sudden here comes this doe coming in and I had my release on and I tilted my hand down just enough where I must have just like pushed the knock and I go to draw back, same thing. Draw back, arrow, down next door. <laughs> I've done it. I've had it happen a couple of different times. Same thing. Go to draw the bow in and the arrow just, <laughs> falls on deer's looking at it like, what? What's this? <laughs> Not that it doesn't happen, you know, still to today. So the question you were really asking, though, too. Well, I just wanted to give like a an idea for these guys that are just first going out on to to public land, you know, there, cause there's, there's a lot of guys that, you know, like in the podcast I did with Aaron Blyseen's conversation that we had at, at, at TAC, you know, he's only ever hunted two properties in Michigan and they're both privately owned farms and he scouted a bunch of public and it's like, how do you make the jump? You know, he's, he's well, the, the so, thing is, you know, that we've always, you know, and Aaron is probably one of the the greatest scouters in the history of bow hunting, you know, million miles wide. Yes, yes. Pre pre maps. Yeah. Well, this well, is all pre. This is no onyx. This is no maps. We just legwork. You made you know? a map in your head. Yeah, we just did legwork. You know, all the time. You know. But so, like, let me back this up here because. Well, hold on. Let's back it up to your story. Which yeah, you well, tell your first. Yeah. Well, so uh, again, like I I had said. The first deer that I ever killed with a bow was with a car. He said. With, <laughs> was was with Frank, and so I, I mean I must have been I was nineteen or twenty, and I'd been hunting since I was twelve. Every year with was a bow. that with the Air Force arrows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. strongest arrows known to me. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> like so, like you, you know, first first time I ever went out. Like I think I told this on here a hundred times, but it it never gets any you know worse it's it's <laughs> hilarious you know go out on and i didn't know it was you know it was just michigan state land next to our cottage go out there buy a bag of carrots on the way up there go out set them out i climbed up a tree i don't think i even had sticks i might have had a handful of screw in steps i had a steel uh lock on stand with a chain and clanging yeah. in vain set this bay pile at 15 yards Get up there, no safety harness, no nothing. Take my knife. I had carrots in my pocket. Climbed up the tree. Was that for you or no? Shaved them off oh, for the deer. Probably uh, rubbing them on himself. I got a. It was a like an old, like whatever the predecessor was to the PSE Spirit. It could have been a. Was it a bracketed bow or did it have split limb? Did not have split limb. 
It could have been like a pacer. It was a two-wheeler? Two-wheel, yeah. yeah. It was probably a pacer. Pacer, pulsar. I, I yeah. got it out of, if you remember from the Muskegon Chronicle, the freebies, there's a guy out on the corner of Maple Island and Black Creek or something who had all these signs out, golf clubs, all this stuff, went over there, and it was Bear Whitetail 2 or that one. And so that's the bow that I probably bought. Probably be a PSE pacer. So the deer were out there. I mean, multiple does out there eating on the bay pile too far away. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how far these deer were away. At 15 yards, I'm thinking, no way. No way. So one comes over, probably a fawn. It was a little deer. Eating on the carrot shavings that I had dropped. And I shoot straight down. Phew, miss. He runs out like at about seven yards. Phew, miss. You take off. That was small deer. I, yeah. But I shot at a bunch of deer. I hit one out to my uncle's place. And that was like the quintessential, like, bend at the yeah, shot a small buck, you know, right through the back straps, just meat all over the thunderhead, the whole thing. And then I was like, well, I started to hunt with Frank. Oh, you got to wait for a buck, you know. Got to wait for a buck. So I passed a thousand does, like they just walk on by. And that's when finally he told me, he's like, you got probably got to get some under your belt. You know, I got a spot for you. He takes me over to his three trees, put a couple tree steps in it, get your climber up in there. So here comes a doe and two other deer. First one, I get drawn back. Deer turns around, takes off, hit it. You know, I thought it was good shots. You know, it was maybe 15 yards, something like that. Well, then the two deer that were with it run around and they're out there at like 30 yards sparring. It's two six points. And if I had just let that doe walk past me, there's two <laughs> six points with it. You know, so I'm like, oh my God. And I'm, you know, looking through my range finder because I didn't have binoculars and looking at their antlers and all that stuff. So then. I don't, I don't know what happened. Frank, I think Frank come and got me. And then I got down and shot one. When we tracked this deer for a long time. And I don't know if we jumped her up or whatever happened. But she must have got up and yeah. fell back down or whatever. Oh, get, get another arrow in her, you know. So go up there and I shoot. Put one right in the ribs. You know, from me to you away or whatever. Was it a broadhead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a broadhead. But. But this this deer's flopping around, and that arrow's bent like it flipped over, and the arrow was stuck in the ground in a perfect like a U, and it went. Then it it went like this, you know. That was one of the toughest arrows I ever seen. And she dude. just flopped over there and dead. And I, the first shot must have been like one lung, but it was right behind the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was what I would have considered a great shot. That deer went a long ways. But it was all fifteen yards, pretty steep angle. I was up really high. Yeah. Yeah. So that can, that can yeah. happen. So, and that was, that was, you know, public land, state land, just where Frank had hunted his whole life. And just like, oh, the deer. And now, like, I can go out there and ZZ top my way around and <laughs> run into deer. I mean, that. Well, it's, you know, and the thing is, you know, once you've, you've gotten into a, a place a few times, you know what I mean? Become familiar, like the, the spot you've been hunting up there, you know? It's, it's, you know, I mean, it, it becomes kind of secondhand to you, you know what I mean? You kind of know where the deer move, you know, in the mornings and the evenings, you know, or whatever, and you got to play the wind, you know, and 
What's and what's funny about that? I think we've talked about it before. Is like you can go into a spot nowadays, like we've done it, like and now I continue to do it. Go in and start scouting spot, even using my Onyx base map, you know, Spartan Forge, whatever. Like okay, right here is going to be a good spot, and you start getting out there. Oh yeah, it looks good, looks good, and all of a sudden you look up, and there's a tree stand from like nineteen fifty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and it's like right in the spot where. This is a good spot. It's been a good spot for years. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, what's funny is when we were up in Baldwin, I went and scouted with Chris Langways. And he had a spot that he wanted to check out. And I pulled it up. And I'm like, this is where I want to get to. This is where I want to get to. Found some stuff. I mean, walked right to a scrape, you know. And I'm showing him on the map like, okay, here's. Here's what's going on. There's a creek down there, and you can see this really thick edge, and this is right on the edge, and it's perpendicular. And we just got on a runway and walked it back, and as soon as we found a, a runway perpendicular to it, it wasn't 10 yards, probably not 10 feet, there was a scrape right there. I mean, and it was it, just right there. But to your point about, like, where other people hunt, we walked into this spot. And I, I told him, I said, I don't know where we're going to go, but I said, we're going to walk up here. And it looks like there's a little opening right here. I said, we're going to walk that opening and then we're just going to kind of pick its way down. And what's interesting is, and you guys can probably Ernie can speak to this maybe better than anybody. And we'll, we'll get into that when you get into talking about public land, like looking at it for the first time. But we walked down in there and I'm like, it was, you know, where you're into like, scrub pine and like some autumn olive and like just it was it was thick but it was just nothing you know nothing really cool like it wasn't like this looks like a good spot and then it opened up into this giant like big trees and there are some cedars mixed in but big like pole trees like you could have hunted any of these trees and there's runways going through it i'm like right here you could kill a deer like in some i i don't know if it was a deer or whatever because it was what up ahead of us quite a ways, but something white took off, you know, and I think it was a, uh, but it Sasquatch. but it didn't, it didn't like bust out of there. It was just kind of like, you know, when you've bumped a deer that just stands up and just kind of walks away, but we found some huge deer poop, like, you know, buck poop, like stacked poop. That was like, I was like, you can touch that and it would be like still soft. Like that was, right. you know, when we walked all around there. Found a couple rubs from last year. Nothing really remarkable, but it was certainly like that was the spot, even though it didn't have that stuff. Well, then for what you're saying, John, we come back through and I'm kind of like analyzing it, you know, and I look and I see these two saplings that are broke off. Well, on further review, they've been sawed halfway and then busted off. Mm -hmm. And I looked. And I just looked at the angle and I said, that tree right there. And we walked over there. There's two tacks of that tree right there. Yep. And I couldn't see any climber marks or anything, but, and they were old tacks. Right. Could have been like the old TSS. That didn't yeah. The old rubber strap. Dude. But even, so like the spot I hunted up by my property where I seen the, you know, a really decent buck a few years ago. I, I was, back then we were using Onyx and I was looking at it and I'm like, and on the swamp, you know, when you're looking at it and you're in, it's showing all the little detail for the swamp, there's like a little island. I'm like, and I put a pin on it. And that's where, you know, I went out there and sure enough, it was like rubs and scrapes. Everything went through there. There's good runways. And I was like, 
all right, this is where I'm going to sit. And then not 10 yards from that, I look and there's an old tree stand. It was literally like grown, like the chain and stuff was grown. You couldn't even see the chain and it was about 35 feet now. Oh, like, yeah. it was, I'm like, well, it's the same thing. Like old someone gunner, hunted this. Old gunner stand. Yeah. Those guys love going high. But for, for you, Ernie, like I say, I don't know if I've said it before on here, but like when we started filming, we're doing all that stuff. It's like Ernie needs to be the guy with the camera because I'll go out and I'll see two deer and one of them will be 200 yards away or something. But, you know, one will be there and Frank might see a couple deer and Ernie's like, yeah, I saw 32, uh, you know, <laughs> seven bucks. I could have shot one of them, but, you know, it just wasn't really what I was looking for. And, you know, Ernie is the the scout master as far as like just putting on miles, putting on miles, putting on miles. Until you put on a lot of age. Yeah. Then you tend to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> but again, so for a guy that's just like either looking at a map or who is going out onto that piece of property that first time, and I'm not talking about finding a big buck necessarily. I'm just talking about finding a quantity of deer or to be able to, like John said, once you've sat there enough times or maybe Frank said it, you know, you start to figure out that property and you start to see like what you were walking around doing all of your scouting or how would you approach a brand new piece of property? Like you're, uh, see, you're going up uh, this, this year during bow season to go camping. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to bring my bow and bring my stuff. There's some public over there. I've never seen it before, but, you know, I know there's deer in the area. That what, used what to be doing? my driving feature. There's a piece of land I've never seen. So I had this, I had to see it. I had to see it all. So I, I, I probably rushed through a lot of that. But, you know, now when you think back about it and you put the pictures of the puzzle together and you finally say, well, man, we've seen some. This is where we killed those deer or something, and this is why. And a lot of it has to do with the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. Features. Um, I The first years, I probably tried to look for the Mecca, you know. There should be 40 rubs here and a bunch of scrapes and see deer every damn night. And, you know, that's just unrealistic, really. And But you get in the we, – we hunted places, and Frank and I did – that had good deer numbers. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a little bit easier for us. But I learned the ability to bottleneck those deer by what I seen. And a perfect example, uh, you hunted there a little bit, that most recent place we hunted. Where you, where you shot the two? They nice oh, eight and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we put that together. Yeah. Basically, because we know, I know everything. I know all the land. I don't know, 3,000 acres, I guess. Yeah. But we had to figure out, I said, there's a way these deer are going from food, which was obviously the croplands up there. Mm -hmm. And then where's the most likely spot they're going to neck down? Now, I'm not saying all the deer are doing that. I just wanted to get into where a lot of the deer were doing Majority that. of them. Well, it ended up being, and I called it before, I called it an hourglass. Yeah. You know, one end of it's the food, and then we found places where maybe uh, 
a line, a big, I don't know if you want to call it a, some form of a old gas line or something, but something, and it would bring them down, and the lay of the land would bring them through an area. Yeah, now, pitch, that area may point. be 100 yards wide. So at that point, you, you maybe pick out a spot or two like we always did. Think about the wind. Of course, you get screwed up a lot in the mornings because it coming one way, going the other. But anyway, that's hot. We just we developed the pinch points. Um, it, probably in my first few years, it was just hunting runways. But my brothers told me to make sure there's fresh tracks. So that's what we knew about hunting back then. So it developed. The more I looked at, the more I looked at, the more you absorb that. And we didn't have, you know, today's when we first started technology. When Ernie say, really but. first started hunting with me, like out there, we would go into an area, you know, and I'd been in, you know, through that stuff before. And but we'd walk in there and we'd just walk around a little bit, you know, and look. And he go, he'd look at me and he goes, "Anything look good to you?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, that tree right there." And he, you'd kill him, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd, he'd get in that tree, man, and boom, you well, know. But well, it's, it's it's knowing, like you say, the right, it's, the lay of the land and what's going on there, you know. And it's like the trial. It's a, you, you, yeah. the knowledge that yeah. that's what everyone's looking for. But they, you know, and like I say, if they if they do have a piece of a public, it doesn't have to be croplands or anything like that. It could be oak forest, could be anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Swamp. You just you just have to concentrate on the deer sign. In that area that you're going to hunt, or you want to hunt, you know, right. and, and and that's where you want to see the most the most activity. Right, so, you got to look for the fresh side. So one of the things, like I I think, like I say, Ernie is an incredibly efficient hunter as far as um, it, just walking in and finding deer. But I think like. <laughs> I don't know, and I, I want to hear the story. I think maybe you've told it on here before, John. Um, but like Frank, I feel like no matter where he goes, you can bring him to a new spot. Our property in the UP is a perfect example where he just walks around and he goes, yeah, that's a tree. And he can kill a buck out of like any tree. But the time he went hunting up with you. Oh, yeah. And, back to Wall Hall. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, you know, that, yeah. that's your spot. And he says. Hey, um, what do you say? You going hunting today? Like, hey, can I ride along? Yeah, it was like, the next. Yeah. It was yeah, the day before. You know, I yeah. said, you're going again tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I'm going back to the same spot. All right, all right. And this is a morning hunt, right? It's a morning yeah. hunt. And so you're walking in in the dark. Like, walking in the dark. I'm like, all right, I'm just going right down on this side of the pines. He's like, all right, I'm just going to walk down here. I think I seen a couple deer, and then walk down. Yeah, I shot one. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, he's 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 dead right over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, walked, I walked in. We got we got out of the truck, and Johnny went south, you know, and I, I just, I was standing there, you know, and I thought, I'm going to go towards that swale through the pines, you know. It was just kind of. But you knew the area, though. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, but it wasn't, yeah. And it was just kind of getting a little gray-like, you know, and I, and I, tall pines, you know, and I was walking through, and I get down to the edge of that, that swale, you know, and I'm sitting there going, ah, this don't look good, you know, yeah. I just started walking to the north, and I actually crossed the spot where that deer came to, you know. And I looked, and I said, yeah, that tree right there, you know. So I get up that tree. And what did you see on the ground that told you that's the just, tree? Just it was the edge the edge of those pines. Yeah, it was like a. It was, was like, like three things came together. Yeah. It's the edge of the pines, 
Then way it was of like the, land. the hardwoods yep. and then that swale. Yeah. And it was like you're saying, it was just like it was that transition between all the different prop or the you know and I and I just looked at the I just looked and it was starting to get light then, you know, I'm going, I gotta get up a tree. How many times have we done that? Go to a place that we know of. We haven't been there in a year, maybe two. Yeah. All right, let's go in there this morning. Get up the tree. We know where we want to be. We ain't looked at it. You get up and you're going, holy shit, there's a buck up. There's a buck up. There's, oh, yeah. there's a skate. Yeah. And I was hunting the same exact thing at the other end. Right. You know, I was yeah. just on yeah. the south side of it because yeah. that's it was one of those school pines that we call them. And you had some scrapes in there too, didn't you? Yeah, there were some you, scrapes. You were them scrapes. And, and there were some good runways that were cutting across. It was, But I was down the swale where it was a little bit wider and there were some that runways that cut across that he was right up at the point almost yeah and well like what what you're talking about ernie is that's like where i killed that 10 like i said i want to go in there because it's the only place i've ever seen deer like running around everywhere like rutting you know like bucks on bucks on bucks and i mean it was fucking i was pained it was so late it was daylight, like way daylight. Well, it was a long do, walk. Didn't have to do ZZ, right? Then and the- well, <laughs> so we set Frank at where he normally goes, and then me and Ernie cut back. I don't know even know what way that is. It's north northwest. I told I told them guys I got houses as far as I'm a, going. A little yeah. little north of northwest. This yeah. is my tree right here. I said I'm staying here. I said, you, you know, and I said, take him up to the edge of the, you know, thing and go down and have him go down, you know. Well, I, I used to hunt a, a place up there and I loved it. It was an inside corner, huge grass and brush marsh and you couldn't get them out of there with dogs. I mean, but they, a lot of the good ones won't come out of that, but they'll use the edges. So you'd get in there and you'd see all the buck sign thinking, well, you know, they'll come out these runs. Well, they rarely did. They'd stay in there and stuff, but that corner was neat. It just made a great little corner. So Adam and I are going down there. He said he wanted to hunt that corner. Well, I wanted to be in that the hay marsh. Like, I yeah. wanted to be in there. And well, we got to the end, and Ernie's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get lost, and I don't know where I was because Frank put me there before. I just know I want to be... Down in here. Down in there. Well, somewhere. after trudging through all that stuff for like 1.1 miles, I said, Adam, I'm going to sit on the edge of it here, and you go down there until you come to that corner. corner. It's going to be tough to see, but it's going to be light enough to where there's grass, <laughs> yeah, it's and then it makes daylight. a corner, and then there's another open woods like that. And but it's that corner is it's a big deal. Way daylight. And it's, I don't know. Six or eight inches of water, so you're just kabloosh, 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 kabloosh. And I'm like, this is so fucking futile. Like, this is <laughs> this is absurd. Well, then, then, then tell him <laughs> what, what really sunk your heart. Well, he gets up in the tree, right? Yeah. Well, so I get out there, and I'm like looking back to see where Ernie's at. I'm like looking into the corner. I'm like, what's going on? Because I didn't know. I didn't know how far I was supposed to go. I didn't All know whatever. All the way to the corner. Well, I didn't. I made it you almost. You were close. Yeah. You I, were he was 10 or 15 yards from where you shot a deer in there that year yeah. that Chris shot it. Yeah. So I just walked down, walked down, and I got, like, to where I could see that it it turned the corner, but I wasn't, like, right on the corner. But I think because of the way the wind was going, I was like, well, I think this is probably 
as good as it's going to get. And I looked and I'm like, that tree has like an island so I can set my stuff not in the water. So <laughs> like that's uh, ultimately what made my decision. And I, we are hunting out of those uh, XOP setups. So I had four 90 foot long sticks, one down, two down. And this was the first year. So I was not very efficient. Three down, four down, stand, sweat in my balls off. I'm, I'm in the old sweater, wool sweater from uh, Goodwill. And a freaking my hat was like gross, like I could smell it, so I know that the deer could smell it. And I'm like, I'm like, whatever. And it was, I felt like it was like eleven o'clock by the time I got set up, but it was probably eight thirty. And I'm sitting there. I got my, I'm screwing in my bow hanger, you know. I hang my bow. I look back there, like six yards behind me. There's a ladder stand. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is just kicking the balls. <laughs> But that was the same thing is like, that was a spot where I knew that I wanted to be back in there because I, I had seen bucks in there in the past. And even if it was like, I had no idea where I was, it was like, I want to get back to that spot. You know where it's at. Take me back in there. And you said, well, go that way. And then I, you know, I shot the deer and it died right there and it was cool. And I'd already killed a deer, and I, Ernie's like, I seen you go up and down the tree like a whole bunch of times, and yeah, I could just see you a little bit part of the time. So, I got down, found the deer, got back up the tree. You know, I did all my stuff, cleaned out the deer, and it was laying there. And uh, I got back up the tree, and I sat there for like two seconds, and I was like, I don't even have a tag. Like, <laughs> so I just packed up my stuff and I sat at the bottom of the tree, ate a fudge round. <laughs> and then finally Ernie comes over <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I, I'm tagged I, out. I told him I shot a spike and uh, I hung the nuts up in a tree, right? Very, very in clear view of that ladder stand. And uh, <laughs> real nice. I was, I was pointing. Wonderful guy. I was pointing at the nuts, but the deer was past it. I said, I said, hey, look, he's, he's right over there. And uh, Ernie's seen the nuts hanging in the tree, and he's like, he's like, oh. And then he goes, oh, Adam. And, like, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I felt bad because, like, at when we were at that juncture, Ernie's like, well, do you want to go that way or do you want to set up right here? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm at. You know, I mean, I knew where I knew where Frank was, but I I hadn't done enough scouting over in that area to know exactly where I was at. So it was just chance you know <laughs> but i felt bad because i was like you know that could ernie that could have been ernie <laughs> shooting that deer just as easily because i was just but it was a cool day but it was same thing like on a corner on an edge and there was like high ground that came down into that right so you got different you know transitions all coming together but i think too um I don't know if you'd have seen that deer, hadn't you called? Oh, I did. I see think what you I did. I was giving him the business, right. man. You pulled him out of. <laughs> well, yeah, well, so, this, so it was funny. It was when he's telling me the story. He had, you had killed that six point up in the UP. Yep. Come back, and then you're telling me a story. You're like, yeah, well, the spike horn come in, and I was calling at the spike horn. I'm like, what are you calling the spike horn for? Well, I asked well, like, Ernie like, earlier in the day, what are we shooting today? Because 
we're in a CWD zone. It's anything goes. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you just screwing with the spike? He's like, no, I was going to shoot him. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I asked Ernie specifically, what's the, what's the deal? And I think at that time you hadn't shot any deer and you said, I'm shooting Whatever. anything. I'm like, all right, game on. You shot one in the UP, didn't you? One of them does? Yeah. Oh, same year? Not that year. Drew shot one. Year before? And I shot one. I thought that was the... What, didn't we have three hanging? I don't know. Yeah. yeah I Maybe. Thought, I thought you did shoot one. Yeah. We had three hanging in, in, in the Somebody made a comment camp. that we killed the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah. That's was that yours? Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. You killed that six, and they each killed a doe. Yeah. Yeah. And yours must have been littler than Drew's. Smaller than. <laughs> yeah, a little smaller than Drew's. A little bit smaller. <laughs> but, but to go up and clear a point up, <laughs> when you went in there and I come over there and seen that deer, I was just as damn happy for you as if I had killed it. Well, probably, then, I was probably happier. Yeah, and then they both lied to me. Oh, yeah. It was they, that oh, yeah, really they good. Lied to you, you know, and I, I knew. Then I we went made back him walk in there all with the way him. out there. When we go back in there. <laughs> I looked in his jacket or shirt or whatever was over the deer's head. I goes, it ain't no goddamn spike, Martin. I knew that, you know. And I knew. He and I said, he's going, goddamn, it's just all water. And I go, ah, it won't go over your boots. And the yeah, next, it does. But like the my next nuts. step he took was like, whoosh. Like it was like, yeah. Probably where a stump used to be. <laughs> it was funnier than shit. Oh, it was perfect time. And you missed a buck that day too are you i didn't get a shot, didn't get a shot. no that's the one that come across the gas line there no. that was before ernie and i were even like considering trees remember it snowed that morning yeah yeah because it was snowing thank when... god too because i was overheated <laughs> 30 <laughs> some pounds would... on my back a mile and a quarter back in drudging through all that stuff but i sure wish i was 25 then wind switched and that one got me but i'd kill the deer uh buck out of that tree Earlier in October. Is that when you killed that five point? I think so. Like yeah. two days after your birthday or yeah. birthday or yeah. something? Yeah, I drug that one out of there too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. Yes. <laughs> that's quite a hike too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But so, you know, Ernie, you keep saying like features. It's just features. It's just features. Like, what do you mean by that? Like I said, let's, let's go back. So let's say in that scenario... Like, you have to kill a deer on this piece of public land that you've never been to before. Like, wh what are you doing? First of all, you're looking for deer sign. Shit. Know, but mm. as you... No, no, no. Not as a... Uh, I'm saying, what are you going to do? Like, what is your process right now? Because you're saying, like, you need to do this. You need to do this. But what are you... Say, say all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Today? Yeah. If you have to kill one by Friday on a piece of public land that you've never been to before, you drive up, you pull into the parking lot, get all your stuff on. Do I get don't. Onyx? Yeah. You've got okay. Spartan Forge. You've, you've got the whole gamut. You know the prominent wind direction. I am definitely looking at the features of that land immediately. And what are you looking for? Heavy cover. I want to know. Hopefully, they're betting somewhere on that property. Then that you take a lot of the work out of it if they're bedding there. All right. Then if you have to go, well, if you're hunting like that day, if I don't have no pre-scouting, 
pre-spouting. Well, you got, got three days, so okay. you can. Yeah, you may bump a deer or two, but I'm going to go in and use the onyx now, so I don't have to walk the whole damn thing, you know, and booger it up. And then I would pick some points to look at on that. And what do those points look like? Well, it depends on the land. You know, the land is so much different. If there's water involved, I love walking cricks. Love them. Um, they'll give, they'll tip their hat to you on a crick a lot. So, so this is just hunting a deer, though, right? Any deer, a deer, not not bucks or anything like that. Not big bucks, not anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably the most important thing when them deer come off those beds or in the beds, it isn't long, and there's gonna they're gonna show you the sign. They're gonna shit everywhere or whatever and all the way to their feeding so and they go back and forth right so i'm looking him and i look for that a lot fresh fresh deer shit. i go by a lot deer tracks and, yep. and so i've heard this on the in the marco polo group and i've heard guys say it and it's something that i think we all take for granted but like when you're looking at a map so when you're looking at on x spartan forge base map whatever and you're looking at that map what is it that shows you bedding. What does bedding look like? You can use the, the well, bedding's many different things, and it depends on the animals. You know, I've seen them bed up on tops of ridges where they had cover and, and whatnot. Uh, the big, the big heavy covered areas, the uh, a lot of wet stuff, but then the high spots and the wet stuff. So it, it depends. I mean, without ever seeing a piece before, um, and using like satellite imagery, and I would go for the the dense, the more dense places in there. Look at the um, topographical portion of that, the the high spots and low spots. You know, some of them deer are queer for those. You know, low spot between the ridges. It's not Pride Month anymore. Oh, uh, uh, you know, that's it's a hard question to me, but. Um, because I come from a background of just looking everything over anyways, and I still do it today. If I hunted a new piece, I'd probably blow that first day up So, like, because I want to be ready for day two and three. Right. So you're going to kind of go in maybe not as hot as you normally would. It's called scout hunt. Yeah. yeah and mm -hmm. kind of sit back and maybe do an observation hunt. Mm -hmm. So, and, and another thing too, if, if you know that, you're in where you want to be, and that first observation hunt's key. Yeah. That, that I find some of the big national forest lands, everybody wants to go back to this swamp area or whatever. It's a mile, you know, off the road and all that. Don't overlook a hundred yards off the main road, because I'm telling you what, right now, I I know for a fact that you can kill. Good deer or numbers of deer within a quarter of a mile of a, of a blacktop busy road. Isn't well, there the one spot up by your trailer that I went where you're sitting basically on the road on that curve yeah. over off of that highway? Mm -hmm. Like you, oh, we the, can usually tell you what make the automobile is that comes down through them. But I mean that spot, the where, one spot over there where I had the one. He, he killed the one on his birthday. That little tiny three point. On his that was that was just down the road though, but the other spot was right on the road. Yeah, almost. there was a scrape was, there and there was, was a scrape, rub. And yeah. you're like I'm gonna sit right there. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's I, on the curve. And of the I road. didn't have a tree, so I put my stand on the bottom of the tree that morning. <laughs> and something was back behind me, 
away from the road, and the scrape was right in front of me, you know, toward the road. Oh, now he could have shot the road. Yeah, I kid oh, you oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah, a thirty yeah. yarder. And I'm, I'm yeah, but kept, it's kept not going. a very busy road. Just no, saying, no, no, <laughs> not, not too bad. No, no. it's yeah. a it backcountry dirt, dirt road. It's a dirt road. It's not. Yeah, but I'm just saying. The, there was something back in there behind me, and I kept looking back. I'm looking back, looking back, you know, and I'm thinking, ah, I, don't, I don't know what it is, you know. So I turned around, and here's this goddamn eight-point standing right there on the scrape, man, right in front of me. You know, and I'm going, oh, crap, you know. So he, he's kind of looking up in there at me, and I, got, I, I took this pine tree and stuck it in the ground, you know, in front of me. And, I, you know, I'm freaking out, you know. I'm thinking, oh, that's a dandy, you know, and he's – so all of a sudden he's getting nervous. Well, then he takes that run to the right, you know, that goes kind of goes up and behind where I was at. I had an opening there and I shot him, shot right underneath the son bitch. But that that's one of them spots, you know. It's just like, and it, it's always there, ain't it? And we had a name for that spot, John. Yeah, yeah. It was the Pride Mount spot. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing never looked that good. I don't think since that year. No, it's been there's there's been stuff it's been okay, going on. Okay, but know? I mean that but thing was like so that. so it nasty was, looking. It was tore up. There was two oh. spots there that were just. It looked like they took shovels in there, you know. And Frank's the kind of guy who said, "Well, I'll sit there." Yeah. You know, a guy like me. Well, you know, your sign. I'm, you know, I got to go. be a mile off the, the road. And, and you know, yeah. here's the thing: guys would say, "Well, you're going to sit that." You know, during the, that's happening at night. No, it ain't. It was like nine o'clock in the morning that that deer came there. You know, so that's like the spot. So like the the first year we hunted Ohio, yeah. You know, like oh, that, well, that, I mean, you, I was barely, yeah, I was, was barely hurt. walking. He was hurt, and so we're going in. I didn't do any of the scouting, nothing, and rocking and like there was all kinds of, but it was literally on the freaking like I've got he, my bicycle, got off it, and threw it in the ditch next to the freaking two track. Yeah. And the only thing about but, that spot was it no was vehicles. So yeah, yeah, no no vehicles. But walk I mean, but over. it was like just walk out. Like, well, anyone else want to sit here? Nope. Oh well, well, shit! I seen nice buck. Shot a decent buck. You know. Yep. But yeah, so so that's the thing is like now. Having gone through this process of, you know, basically learning to hunt public and read sign and then talking to, you know, all of these guys that are breaking down how to kill big deer. And I think one of the things that Frank has always been like, I mean, just about fisticuffs with, you don't need to kill these big deer. They're, you know, they're, I do just fine, like doing this and, you know. John and I or any, we think about these things and like, okay, we need to do this. But I think what's happened is, is that it's allowed us to get on more deer and better deer. Now that it might not be, you know, world-class deer, but we're getting into the spot where deer want to be. But one of the things that I took for granted, like when I was young and, you know, I, I wasn't appreciating like all of the the learning that I was getting, it was like I go out and get drunk and then I go hunt in the morning. I'm tired, so I sleep all the way to wherever Frank takes me and then I go out there and we hunt. See deer don't, we don't throw up. See deer. But then at the end of the hunt was like 
I just want to get back home because I got stuff to do or whatever. You know, I'm just going to, it's just going to be a morning hunt. But what did we used to do all the time, Frank? We looked around. We drove all these two trips. I just want to check this spot. And we go and we drive slow with your head out the window. Dude. Looking at all these you know Tracks. how many hours I did that with my dad oh, and yeah. Frank? Like, yeah. why are we driving these freaking <laughs> dirt roads like we're done hunting? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, you see those tracks? Oh, yeah. Look at that trail. Yeah. Hey, hey, you see hey, that? Henry, Your side. Henry, look at that side. Look, look at this. I'm like sitting back there like, can I get a pop or something? I'm like, I want to take a nap. Pizza, pop. But we <laughs> but, but that's how it, it was. You took it for granted. Yeah, well, you know that's I mean? how it was. I mean, I remember, I mean, hours. Like, that's all we did is just drive around and looking, looking, you know, two tracks and dirt roads. Just, and I remember even, like, there was times where my dad, my old man would be like, hey, go grab that pine bough and freaking oh, yeah. drag it down the road. Oh, yeah. Like, well, we don't, we don't want people seeing yeah, all the tracks. <laughs> that, that year that I killed that 10, or maybe the year before, but. It's another, it's another place, you know, S- super duper heavily, the most public land hunted place in our area, probably bar none, right? Walking down the two track and you guys had a spot right on the two track, the 10 point, right? Where you just, just go right there. There's always tracks in the sand. Well, Frank told me, you know, just to get to his spot, like, oh, you can cut in at this little water hole and there's an old logging road right there well just in off that logging road was some big sign and it was a year before that's why there was a gigantic track right there the one morning when i was coming out and i knew that there was 14 other other guys in there and i'm like Right. <laughs> I'm like I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a dime for every track I stuff. Oh man, I tell you oh. I just I'd, I'd start walking in them, you know. Yeah. Walk in them, you know, yeah. kinda of turn your feet, you know. <laughs> Oh. Make it look like a hundred guys are yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, guys. Well, I've been here everywhere in here. Change your boots. Add yeah. more thumbtacks to the side. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've done a bunch of stuff. Like, I've I've cut down big rubs, like oh, trees man. that are destroyed. Like, like, you know, I mean, it's, the buck it's, comes in like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, I just, I'm just like I don't want people to see. You but know? for the for the most part, you know, like if if guys don't know an area though and and just just get your boots on and go walk it get your compass out you know and and you need to be able to adjust quickly too right, because well if yeah. you're hunting the opener and stuff i think you need to be able to adjust to the pressure early oh yeah. because there's going to be they're going to get bumped and they're going to be somewhere and you got to figure out where those deer want to be at that point and hopefully like we were in the right spot basically those few years in there because I knew what was going to happen when the people went, say, up front or yeah. whatever. I knew when they hunted down on that end of the, closer to the cars, I knew it was going to bump them like that. So, even, you know, and like, bring them through there. Even in that spot, like in that little area, like most guys walking are like, why, why are you even hunting right here? Yeah, they don't even, they, they don't realize, see. But, because it, it's like big woods. Yep. But then there's like kind of marshy stuff, but inside that. A lot of the guys don't realize that there's like there's like a line of smaller trees. It doesn't look like much when you're walking, but to a deer, that is a that's like a, a transition, and they're gonna use. So they got all this big woods, right? 
they're going to use that little bit of cover that's within it. And most guys, like, I mean, for years, I'd be like, I'd think the same thing. Like, why the hell are you, would you hunt right here? But, why would but Adam, Adam and, and John found out just exactly how thick that was. Well, but, that, <laughs> but, that, but that's exactly what I was going to say is like, on, on the infamous ZZ Top hunt, right? We just were on the backside of that. Yeah. Right. And we came through all this thick stuff. And as soon as we came out of the thick stuff, we just got up a tree. And that's exactly what those deer did. The exact same thing. Yeah. You know, and they were right just inside, or actually they were on the other side of that edge, yeah. and then they cut around yeah. the end of it. There's a couple of different things they could do there, but I mean, that's 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 the deal, you know, like most, a and, lot of guys who say they'll walk, walk a trail, and they just, you know, I don't know if they're just looking for Mecca, you know, or whatever, you know. Guilty of it. You know. But I- And don't realize what, what's there. Right. And even, you know, like I- so, like, nowadays, I'll get on my, you know, whatever app I'm using, base map, Spartan Forge, and I'll sit there. So, I'm going to go to a new area or even an area I've hunted for years, but just looking at it from a different point of view. Yeah. You know, and I always use my topo. Like, I do the, the hybrid or whatever because that way it's showing all the little, you know, the elevation changes. And, mm-hmm. that, and even a little bit. Of an elevation change is, is big to a deer. Like, I mean, that's right. going to be a little bit of cover or it might give them a little bit of, you know, more visual, you know, advantage. But. Oh, well, that's where your ground cover changes too. Exactly. Right. So Once that's what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at that and, you know, the swamps and marshes and like, you can even zoom in. How many times have we done it? Like zoom in on a cattail marsh or whatever. And you're like, those are runways. Yeah. And then if you look at those runways, you look out. And depending on the imagery, you know, the quality of it, you'll see like one tree, one or... tree, like out in like, and all those runways go to that tree. And then there'll be another big tree over here. It's like they use those as a mark oh, yeah, out do. in that. See it. Yeah. And then you can see, and that's how, you know, that's how I hunt that one, uh, the swamp. Well, not far. Picture yourself going to John's market. You're going to go the route you always go, right? Well, picture hunting pressure on those deer doing that. Right. Well, you got other routes, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a good analogy to think about, like, when the hunting pressure comes and during the season, your seasonal changes and adaptations to it, the deer are going to be there, right? Thing is, too, yeah. is is early season, like early bow season, with all the cover you have, you know, those deer might just come out anywhere, right. you know what I mean? Because there's so much foliage, you know what I mean? And you, but... You have to think about as the season progresses, leaves fall, you know what I mean? Edges change, everything changes, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know. Well, and one of the things like what you were talking about, John, like I said, like on that ZZ Top hunt and how it's just a little bit thicker right there is if it's something that most guys would walk around, like that's kind of where the deer are using Right. That same way. It's like, if you're like, I don't want to go through there, the deer are probably like, that's where I'm going to be safe, being able to work right through the edge yep. of this so I can still see what's out there, you know. But I got some cover. But I got what? some cover and, and I got somewhere they, to bail. Right. And then when they stop, you can't, for, you know. like. Well, think about what you just said about old Bullwinkle there. He went down into the thick stuff. Yeah. And got his bearings and then. Yep. Booked. Yeah. He went right into right. the cuttings and then stop and then. Exactly, then took off. So, so for you guys, Frank and Ernie, and we'll kind of 
wind this up. But when you're out there, like a new piece of public or whatever, like what would you say just trying to kill any deer in any spot is the most important piece of sign that you're looking for? Tracks and crap. You know, fresh. Fresh. Yeah, fresh Any deer, yeah. That's the traffic. And and if there's any, you know, if there's any acorns falling or anything like that, you know what I mean? Depending on, you know, is is there forage there for them, you know, in that spot or not? Or are they moving to another spot and, you know, bedding over here or whatever, you know what I mean? But So poop, poop and tracks. For me, it's pinch points because when I get to the pinch points, usually that the traffic is there. So let's kind of work through that just just a hair and say you know given the opportunity for one hunt are you leaning towards morning or evening i you know one sit yep wow it's hard to say man oh, what time of year early early season early season so second week of the season morning morning yeah okay for for what reason I mean, I can get in there pretty early and get into where I, I know I want to be because they're probably not going to be bedding that far away. So I'm going to try to be realistically on a pinch point where deer are gathering and maybe it's a cedar edge, thick cedar edge or, or, or a cattail edge or a crick or whatever. It's making, it's kind of, they're kind of feeding down into that and then they try to find where they're, they bunch up a little bit and then they'll probably all go away again. But again... It's that. But look I don't at now hourglass. I, I love to call it hourglass. Shot at that buck. Shot at that buck. By the trailer. <laughs> yeah. By the trailer. Oh yeah. You saw two of them, didn't you? That three. Night? Three. Oh, there was three. Well, two, three. <laughs> but now, 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 look at that. Look at that. Where you know where you sat. Where did deer come from? I don't know. They came out of that thick stuff. They were moving I, east. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, they, no, were, they, no. were, so, they were moving so, towards so, the hardwoods. So for guys that are, you know, trying to say like, oh, that one hunt on that one time. So we're up there near Ernie's trailer. And they say, well, we're going to go down here. And I don't know if you said your brother hunted in there or something. Like, well, he had a, he had I, a, he had a ladder stand. Hunted a little too. bit there. But he, you, I was going to send you basically in a lot farther than he goes. You know, because if you look at, if you take a big picture of where you are at, you are on the east edge of some really nice, heavy cover. And that goes all the way past the back of our trailer into a big, dry cedar swamp. Yeah. 30 acres. Very mucky, too. Okay. Where they like to come out a lot of times because of the presence of people like my brother and whoever might be hunting by the road. Well, then they come and there's a cedar a big dark cedar finger that runs down there. And I would almost guess, you know, you didn't really explain a lot about, I know what you've seen and I know what you. Well, I can tell you what I did. So that's where they said, okay, go up here. And I don't know, the creek must come down that hill. Yeah, there's a small creek that comes down. So it was another, I think if I'm like pessimistic about the hunt, like it's going to go well. (laughs) <laughs> because I I get there and I'm walking down this creek. Just a little feeder that dumps into another one. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, 
they're like, oh, just go up there, you know, and do this and that. And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And it started to rain. And I'm like, oh, this is tremendous, you know, like awesome. Just great. So I get, I, well, I follow this creek up to the top of this hill and there's like this little eddy, but it, it like must be right on that cedar finger because there's a big cedar, there's a big cedar tree behind me and it was, it made this really hard, like three corner, all this stuff came together. And I was, you know, from where them deer came from, I was probably 60 yards, if that way is east to the south of that. And so I, I just got up this tree where I could see a long ways. And that's, I mean, if it was gun season, that would have been great. Like not knowing all the things now, like I should have been back on the corner of all the thick stuff. I'm sitting there and I'm getting rained on and I'm calling. I'm giving them the Because I'm like, this is dumb. Like this hunt is, you know, I'm just, I'm just sitting here just waiting for it to get dark so I can get warm and dry again. <laughs> Go eat. And then all of a sudden, like, here comes a little buck and then a little bigger buck and then a pretty nice buck, you know. And uh, they're just walking right inside of that cedar edge and they come and you know i got them stood up i'm turned around got my bow and it, it was probably 40 yards behind me this little buck goes underneath the cedar tree and then this the next buck was like a six point come underneath the cedar tree and that big buck was going to do the same thing so i just i gave out a big grunt and then i snort wheezing and his head turned up and he looked my way and he just walked and there's a runway that, that, that I was on. That's that's why I sat there. There's a big crossing on the, the creek. And he was coming down that runway. Well, the the wind was, like, bad. It was going, like, I was on the right side of the runway, but he was circling around the runway. Right. And so that was the year I killed the big one in Ohio because that deer looked up at me, and he was, like, right there at, 15 yards probably. And I could have shot him in the white patch on his throat, but I was like, Oh no, I won't do that. Then I was shooting them leftover sw- schwackers that you guys had. <laughs> These guys. So <laughs> in my hunting career up until very recently is like, I shot hand me down. I shot Ernie's arrows. I shot Frank's arrows. I shot all these broadheads that have just been like, Oh, I got these. I got these. Like, yep. Throw them in the quiver. Like, Whoop, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, then that deer, started cutting back into the wind, like where the wind was going to get me for sure. And I just drew back and picked the opening and, you know, you probably all heard the story where it smashes the tree, all that lighted knock and all of the fletchings go over his back. And I just see him going like in slow motion. But that spot was where all the three things came together. Like, and I can probably add to that. Of course, if you'd have walked in, yeah, that's your first time in there. Yeah. I never so, even seen it before. And you just snuck up there. Okay, here's, look at that edge there, and you're walking a great edge. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cover, water, food, uh, roadway, what, cedar edge. I know what they're doing after that. They're going to the big oak forest. Right. And then to the north of there, about a quarter mile is a private field. Yeah. A guy maintains real well. Yeah. They're going to go up there and see their girlfriends. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt in my mind. But that's, I've always liked that. I've never 
went in there. The reason why we went in there is because my brothers weren't going to be around. And I, no. I told them we were going. But I don't hunt that because of them. That is a good spot. But it was just, you know, just walking in there. And you guys said, you know, and I listened a little bit. but Because it's always like, <laughs> I mean, you have to understand. How many times did we try to put him and Chris right where they needed to be? Oh, but no. you Let's, have to, you, I mean, John knows. Like, how do they tell you to go like, to a spot? Yeah. You're like, okay, you go 50 yards up, you'll see this rock on the left. You know, that's the. That's the JB rock. Then you go up past that, and then you'll see the- The F.A. tree. Yeah, you know, this. And then, you know, you'll see Fred the frog, and then yeah, I'm like- Careful of the toilet paper. Yeah. You know, it's or or if you're driving up to a spot, you turn at Earl's house. I'm like, who the fuck is Earl? He does that you know, crap like, to me he, all he, the time. Used, you, know, you know, he used to drive that square body, that, that 78, you know, you know, with the rough spot on the side? Right. That Earl. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I get to the point where-, where when Uncle Frank said, yeah, uh, you know, Mike, Mike Smith. You know, yeah, Mike oh, Smith. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> and, and so that's the way that they tell you to go into a spot. And especially in the dark, it's like, it's like, all right, you're going to go up there and you're going to see it's going to start to get like light, but not too light. Cause there's, if you, if it's really light, then you went too far and you need to go back and then it's going to get really dark. And then there's in, in the trail, you're going to see some ferns. <laughs> and when you see the ferns, you just keep going straight. As soon as you get to the edge of the ferns, then you need to cut towards the light spot. And you're going to see two trees. I mean, there's a lot of trees around, but there's two trees. You'll notice them. You'll know. These these are trees. I mean, they're they're round and they're tall. And they got branches on them. How how far off are we, Frank? Well, spot on. Chris, Chris and I went in last year. And we hadn't been into the spot. And we were going to do an evening hunt. And we walk back and we get to the edge of the, you know, to the, to the pines and stuff. And there's a strip of cedars right there. And then there's swamp out there, you know, maple swamp. So we get back there and Chris goes, oh, you think, dad, you know, and I'm going, well, I'm going to sit right here. You know, there's a nice tree right there. I says, you know, he goes, well, what should I do? I said, go down this edge. I said, go down the cedar edge, just follow it down there. I said, and it'll start turning, you know, it'll turn to the south. And head back towards these tall pines. I says, when you get around to that point, you'll look in that swamp and you'll see that edge comes in from, you know, the swamp. I said, sit right there, you know. He missed the biggest buck that he's ever shot at that night. <laughs> he, didn't, and, he didn't have a range finder and, and he shoots shoots underneath him. So, did you, did you hear about Chris setting up for tack and us going and shooting? That bow? No. He's like, this bow is way off. He's shooting my old bow with, it's got that Cameron Haynes spot hog on it, right? Yep. It's set up 20, 30, 40. 40 being the floater. Yep. Set the dial at 40. Right? Yeah. So, what is, the reason that Chris missed this buck is he ha probably hadn't even taken that bow out of the case since <laughs> tack. Or he shot it at home. It was sat at 40. He shot the top pin. 20. I'm good. Right? He gets out hunting. And he looks down. And he's like, that. I think that deer is 30 yards away. So he dials it to 30. <laughs> shoots with the top pin. 
and shoots uh, right underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to set up for tack, and he's like, "This it, sight tape's way off." And you know, he was shooting seven different arrows: Frank's old arrows, Ernie's old arrows, my old arrows. None of them are the same point weight. And he's shooting, and he's like, "Man, I, I don't know what's going on." And he's like, "I got to turn it to forty to even hit anything." And I said, "Try that bottom pin at forty. Well, it's right on." He's like. Oh my God, that's why I missed that buck. Because <laughs> I dialed it to 30. And, and oh, like yeah. A, At that point, shot is fixed, man. They're, yeah. they're yeah. set. Don't mess with it. It's yeah. 40 and out. And I know we told him that, but it's just, that's Christopher. And uh, if you shot with him at attack, you know, 12 of them are. 12 or dick. <laughs> and excellent, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, like I say, you guys here from are from a much different era. And and one of the things I wanted to know, and, and John, you can probably speak to this a little bit, but like, when was it that you started? And I'm not saying that you do, um, but started to like pay attention or it, that came into the fray was inches. Cause like I said, I grew up, like with, oh, that was a big eight point. Oh, that was a really big eight point, you know? Oh, he shot a 10. Like, there was never, but you said, oh, I shot a 17 and a half inch inside buck. Like, when did score become a so thing? So, it wasn't, I mean, I've never even scored my bucks, but it was, it got to the point, it was actually like when I killed my 10 point. With my gun. And that was like the last year I actually gun hunted then. Because I'm like, man, I got I got two wall mounters now. And I'd seen there was another nice buck out behind my dad's house. And I actually, like the next year, I hunted it with my bow. And then it got the rifle season. I'm like, I'm going to keep hunting this buck with my bow. And end up the neighbor killed it. But, I mean, like from that point on. I mean, I still killed bucks. I mean, you know, little six points, whatever. But it was more about just being out and, you know. But I mean, like, when it became, at least in your world. Like trying to kill a bigger buck? No. Like, culture to be like, what'd he score, though? Oh, uh, well, I guess it's never really come back. I've never scored it. But people say that, right? Yeah, around people say you. that. So, yeah. what? How long ago did people? Well, it was probably around the when we first started going to Ohio. Really, I mean, like when social media really started kicking in. That's, that's, that's part the of biggest it. thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so for Frank and Ernie, for you guys, like, you know, you worked at the sports shop back in the day. Did people ever talk about score? Not, not really. No. No. Is it more like I got a ten point? You know. He was like twenty inches inside, or you know, yeah. what I mean, it was it was like you know that that's buck, how I knew the, the you know the, yeah, the you rarely heard someone say, I, "Well, I shot a one fifty. Well, that's no, like, no, he never did. But that's know? like when I killed that buck in Ohio. You're like, that's my dream buck because it's twenty inches inside, like twenty that. inch in sky. Yep, ten point and score one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. So that was like so like when like back a big buck. It, yeah, we killed eight points, whatever, six points, eight points, ten point. But it was more. It wasn't about the inches of the whole rack. It was like I killed a ten point with a twenty inch spread, 
or I killed my right. eight point with a 17 and a half right. inch spread. That was like just to give a, a, a perspective point, perspective yeah. of it. Yeah. Like that was a day. And that's all we did. Yeah, that's all we did. We didn't score them. But, but body weight too, you know. Yeah, I mean, body guys, weight. oh man, you know, I, I've shot some some fucked up deer, you know what I mean? In in way close to 200 pounds, you know what I mean? That meant more to me than, you know, yeah, like a the big five deer. fingers on one side and two on the other. I probably got into enjoying shooting the like two and a half year olds and, yeah. and up like that. I remember I went a lot of years. I wouldn't shoot one unless it was, I was sure it was two and a half or more. But, you know, we're living here. We're in public land. You know, I wasn't to the point where I was going to shoot nothing under a three or four and a half year old deer. Okay. But numbers? What? Last 10 years? Yeah. yeah. They exploded? Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, it was like when we started going to Ohio, I think it was when the number. Yeah. Number it's probably been that long, huh? So, yeah. so to close this out from the uh it's not going to be a garbage man story but it's a tale of the garbage man because i love this story it's a hunting story i don't i'm not sure i think maybe we told it on the podcast a long time ago but uh i don't know if it was a studebaker in the field or what what kind of deer (laughs) what kind of what kind of uh car the, the family was driving that come and help you Got out that deer. Oh, the man but, and the woman. Yeah. But, but let's but let's hear that story start to finish because that was publicish land, right? Well, that actually was kind of private. <laughs> it's on the <laughs> did fence. you have permission? It was on yes, the fence. We did. Okay. Have All right. On it. I was up there with with uh, Doug but, Shank. But but talk to me uh, as far like like set it up like what was the situation where you were hunting why were you hunting there and then. Well, I went with him up there, you know, and he had this place where we could stay and quite a bit of property to hunt. And he was always, well, he used to be an air traffic controller. So he was, you know, real, you know, kind of Ernie-like, you know. know, Yeah. So, and and he goes. I don't like anal. I like analytical (laughs) a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But he he had all these spots, you know what I mean? And and I'd never hunted there before, you know. How and, old were you? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I mean, us working at Springs, you know what I mean, and stuff. And it, this was after. This was after, uh, and I don't even know which president it was when the air traffic controllers went on strike that time, and they all got fired. Yeah, Reagan. That? Reagan. Okay, it was it was in that era. Yeah. Because he got fired from his job. And that's why he was working at Springs, too. He was kind of, you know, him and I worked together. And uh, we ended up going up there, and uh, we met the guy that that actually lived across the road. He was a barber up there. So we shot shit with him, and we were going to go out for the evening hunt, you know. And it was, like, right across the road from his house, so we, we parked in his yard. We walked across his field, you know. And, and get to this spot, and there's a tall tree right there on the corner. And he goes, there it is right there. That's where you're going to hunt, you know. And I was, yeah, okay. And he goes, right right here, you know, there's been buck coming out here, you know. All right. So I get up the tree, and I'm thinking I'm screwed, you know. And what did you get up the tree with? What were you hunting? I had a baker, you know. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to be careful. You know, no safety, you know, equipment at oh, all. Heck no, no. Got up there, and uh, the whole time, you know, he goes, "This is for first guy shoots a buck." You know, the other guy's got to buy him steak dinner. You know, all right, you know. And I was shooting bare Alaskan, no sights. You know, twenty one seventeens with feathers. You know, with a with a thunderhead, I think, or, you know, a head similar to that. Finger and, uh, tabs? Yeah, just finger tab. And I'm sitting up there thinking, God damn, he boned me, you know. I'm boned out here. I mean, because he went back in the, in the shit, you know, back there. You know? He knew he had hunted this before, you know, and I'm thinking, ah, he boogered me, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting up there, you know, and, ah, what the hell, you know, I'll enjoy it, you know. I'm sitting there. It was a nice night, you know, nice evening. All of a sudden, I look down there, you know, and these deer are coming out, you know, by these, like, by these sumac trees, you know, and they're coming out in the field, you know, one doe, two does, three does, you know, four. They come out there, you know, and I'm watching them, you know, and all of a sudden, I look back, and the one sumac tree's going <laughs> like this, you know, and I'm going, holy shit, it's a buck, you know. <laughs> so, I, I get my bow, you know. No range finders back there, and I didn't have sight. You know, I'm shooting instinctive, you know. I get ready, you know, and he walks right out and stops, you know. Boy, I pull her back. Let her go <laughs> right underneath him. The arrow goes, and it was kind of stony at the edge of the field. Ping, 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 ping. And the arrow went through there, you know, like that. They all run out in the middle of the field, you know. They run out toward the road right the way we came from, you know, in. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, so I, I get another arrow on, you know, and thought, well, I blew that one, you know. So I'm watching them, you know, and them does started coming back, and he just stood out there, you know, and them does were coming back, coming back. And then they got, there was a point that came out over to the to the east, and they started working towards it. And I thought, well, that's as close as they're going to get, you know, right there. And he just started following them, you know. And he got to that one spot, man, and I'm going, that's the closest point right there. So I drew her back and kind of give her the old Kentucky windage, you know. I said, yeah, I think that ought to do it. <laughs> Let that thing go, man, and that arrow hit him in the side. Boom, down he went, man. Just flop, flop, you know. And here's the arrow sticking up out of the grass, you know, <laughs> waving at me like, you know. And I'm going, holy shit, you know. And and I got him, you know. So then I thought, well, he's going to get up. i got to watch him, you know. Well, he ain't getting up, right? So I'm going, all right, I got to climb down. So I climb down, get my, my shit, get, get my bow, go out there. Well, he's still alive. I spined him. So I've got to dispatch the, the deer, you know. Well, every time I'd, I'd go to shoot him in the ribs, I'd draw back, you know, and the son of a bitch would turn and face me, you know, <laughs> because he could get up, you know, on his front legs. And he, he'd, like, kind of come at me a little bit, you know, and I'd let down and get around the side of him again, you know, and. I was pretty excited, you know. I drew the bow, I don't know how many times, you know, half a dozen times, man, every time. Finally, man, the last time I drew it and he turned around and faced me, I said, this is it. Fud, man, I shot him right underneath the neck, right in the chest, right there. He goes over dead, right? So then I pull the arrows out of him and stuff, you know, and and I'm in the grass. The grass is pretty tall, you know, and I start gotting him and all of a sudden I hear this oh shit man there's a car right they drove off the road i'm probably i don't know 150 yards out in the field and 
there's this old Oldsmobile man right there. You know what? I'm sitting there looking at him. Guy, an old guy and a lady in there, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm screwed, man. I'm on their property or something, you know, and shouldn't be here, and I just killed a deer, you know, and all this. You know. And and they get out, you know, and I'm going, hi, you know, and, and they go, man, that was the neatest thing I've ever seen. You know, I says, what? He goes, oh, yeah, we were watching that buck from over there, and all of a sudden he just flopped because he said, we didn't know what happened to him, he says, you know. And then we seen you go out there. Drown your bowl. Can we, can we watch you got him? I said, sure. You know, so I'm, I got the deer and everything, and they leave. And it gets dark. And I left my stand at the base of the tree, you know, and O'Shank comes back out, you know. He's giving me the spotlight there, the flashlight deal. and. Finally, I, I give him the flashlight, you know, and I'm sitting on the deer, and he walks out there, and I goes, he goes, you son of a bitch. He said, you got one, didn't you? And I go, yep. He goes, well, how far did he run? I said, he didn't. He goes, what? I said, no. I said, he didn't run. I said, this is where I killed him, right here. He's, <laughs> he, he goes back, and he paces it off. It was 52 yards. <laughs> 52 yards to the tree, and he I don't believe it. He goes, I just don't believe it, you know? And I said, you owe me a steak, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I told him the whole story. But anyways, it, we we had, he had some guys coming up, and we were from old Indiana, it was, and we were pushing, we were trying to push some deer for him down this little swamp area and stuff, you know? Well, he, I come in from one side, he come in from the other. We get together down there where it opened up, you know, and then the guys are going to be up their way. So, you know, we were just walking together and it was kind of open maple swamp. And there was a big log laying there and all of a sudden this big fox squirrel runs and jumps up on the log, you know, and he's, he's sitting there, you know, and he stands up and he's looking right at us. I said, stop, Doug. You know, I got in there already, you know, and he goes, what are you doing? And I go, and I shoot and the, Squirrel disappears, you know. And I goes, I got him. And he goes, no, you didn't. He's behind the log, you know. And I goes, no, I, I just killed him. And no, man. So we start walking up there. The closer we get to the log, the squirrel don't run, right? Get over to the other side, and there he is laying there dead, you know. And I shot him right in the throat, you know. And Doug goes, I, I don't believe it, he says, you know. And I goes, what do you mean? I can't believe you hit that squirrel right in the throat. I said, that's a shit shot. He goes, what do you mean it's a shit shot? I said, I was shooting at his head. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was a good time, you know. And and that's uh, the original Slockmaster. Well, <laughs> I, just, I just always remember that because, I mean, if you hunt with Frank long enough, like you're going to hear. And then all of a sudden, I was like, that ought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I used to shoot instinctive, man, it was like no holes barred. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, you know, for all the guys that were trying to go out on public land or trying to work through it, I think, you know, the, the countless hours that John and I spent, you know, where we should have been learning – driving two tracks and looking for tracks and then you know when you see multiple multiple deer tracks and usually and this is what i've found from frank is you know it doesn't take very long to walk in there and find that one hot oak tree or that one you know and 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 i think you know for 
for not having any bit of knowledge in an area like that's what you got to do. And that, you know, kind of did that this weekend with Chris as we were walking down the two tracks and there's deer walking down the two tracks. But as soon as they veered off, like, all right, we got to follow this and see, you know, what's going on. And when you're just hunting deer, it isn't necessarily your, the buck sign, you know, you can follow all those tracks all the way, you know, and you, eventually you'll find some buck sign, but you know, they don't make sign everywhere that they walk. So, right. you know, you, you set up on a well-traveled area, the odds that one of those many deer is going to be a buck, at least at some point during the year, um, you know, it's going to happen. I've, I've killed just countless deer, you know, by just walking in the woods, finding that spot that looked good to me, you know, and knowing, you know what I mean, done it enough times to say, oh, this is a spot right here. And boom, killed them. Right, I mean, right then. But but you're speaking to guys that haven't done it. Enough I, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like though. The more you the more you do this, you know what I mean. Of course, is your knowledge, of course. But you'll understand what I'm talking about. Is you, you you'll just you'll say, well, that looks really good. You know, then you should hunt it. Don't don't go any farther. Do it if the wind's right. Go ahead and hunt it. And some of these pieces too, these these bigger public ones and stuff, you know, that quite a few guys hunt. Don't be afraid to kind of just like the parking lot places and stuff like that. Just start circling those once, you know, getting bigger circles. You'll you might find something interesting, you know, not too far away from right. where the cars are parked. Yeah. So, like I say, for for guys just starting out, I think you know. I hope I hope that you found this helpful and. Uh, if not, you got uh, at least a little bit of entertainment out of it. So. <laughs> well, you also, you just don't be afraid to fail as far as, no, like, you're no. not going to kill a deer every time you walk in the woods. You know, if you if you work hard and get a couple opportunities, then you're doing something right, you know. And the biggest thing is, though, locate that, locate that, you know, if you're just looking for a deer. Fresh sign. Fresh sign. Pull tracks, you know. You can see where they browse sometimes, you know, if it's in a you know, not in a agricultural area or whatever. And know. how many times walking in and doing that and that first night, the first sit is when you see the freaking. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. it's like, holy. And then you go back and then it's like, you've been in there. See, right. And that's the thing. It's you, like, you, it's your first opportunity is usually the best. Right. I've yeah. found too, you know, I mean, you can go back there again, but um, what I'm saying is just like you said, John, you know I mean? That's you walk in there, that deer doesn't know you, you've been in there, you know? Right. So you, you know, the deer are in here, you can tell. So then hunt it, you know, because if, you know, maybe, maybe if you hunt it a couple of times and all of a sudden you go, wow, geez, I've seen deer the first night and I didn't, you know, now I ain't seeing shit, you know? Right. Well, cause you, cause you it buggered it, you yeah. know what I mean? But you knew there was deer in there. So where did they go? Like where, if you were a deer, well, where would you, but that's what I'm just saying to like guys that, that have that sort of situation, those, those deer didn't go 12 counties over. No. They're just going around. But what those deer do, too, also, and there's another thing that we've found over the years, they'll take the path of least resistance a lot of times, too. Until they you know, until, run until they get they a lot like. of pressure, you know. Right. So, it's, it's yeah, especially to, early, early season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Early season, you'll, be, you'll catch them out in spots that, 
yeah. you wouldn't normally. But the sign will be there. Well, like and then old, as it pressure builds, then old logging roads or two tracks, they'll 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 take that stuff, you know, oh, yeah. to a certain extent. And then all of a sudden, then it's like, okay, had enough of this. Yeah. All right, we'll close it out on this around the room. Start with John. Favorite day of the year to hunt if you can only hunt one. Oh. November 7th. It's a good day. That's when I shot that big one. It's, if it wasn't that one, it'd be no, October 1st, opening day. <laughs> Ernie? October 28th. Okay. Frank? Right in, right in there around Halloween. Yeah. Don't say, you know. I thought you were going to do your birthday. One. I was. I've, I've, I've killed him on my I've birthday. I've been with you. A couple times. Those, yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I, I like that. That last week October, you know, any time in right in there. I think it's because we get so rut orientated now, you know. Go, oh, oh, we're gonna kill the big one, you know. We want to, we want to be there when they're rutting. Well, you know what? I you want to be there before that happens. Sometimes, but I think yeah. that, you know, I get real excited when I know they're gonna start getting on their feet yeah. early enough to see them. I, I think, think, I think in October, you know, if you take the the last two weeks of October, any time in there. Can be when they when they're going to start moving, you know. So for me, I, and it doesn't have any it, be, because we're so rut oriented, and we always take our rutcation and we take you know first week of November, you know that year time frame, John, around that seventh eighth. Um, I don't hunt as much, but my trail cameras have told me that unequivocally, I need to be in the woods October twenty fifth. Like that's the day. Um, and so, you know, to that point, like f yeah, take that information that you see from your trail cameras from, you know, when you see those spots, even if you're scouting right now and you say, this looks like there's a lot of deer or this is really thick or this is where there's going to be deer or this looks like where deer are bedding. You know, if you're going to hedge your bets, like when those deer are going to be on their feet and where the deer, where the bucks, where everything's going to be happening, like you can save up those brownie points, those, you know, those hunts, those honeydew lists, you know, type, type things and say, all right, this is when I want to be in the woods. Um, and I think, you know, I've had the most success the first week of November. But that's when we hunted. That's when I've hunted. You're hunting all the time, though. right? And so, if I were to, yeah, because that's so. Like, I would always take. Well, my birthday's November first, so I'd always take that week. Like, that's my birthday week, and and you see bucks, but you also see bucks that are just chasing exactly, and then yeah. you're you're limited to that. They're not, you know, they're not in the pattern. They're not yeah. patterning. They're not hitting scrapes. They're not. You know, callable. There, you know, there's a lot of different things where they're not out there searching. They're already found what they're looking for, and they're chasing. And I think that, that what you just said, the search, is is the the vulnerable time. You know, because you're in a spot, you know, where he's looking. He could come from anywhere and go anywhere. You know, but he's not chasing. And we've all know? seen it where he's just out getting inventory. Right. Right. Yeah. But we've all seen it where. The deer shouldn't come from that way. The wind was terrible, and he don't care. No, he's 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 right. still right there. And One of the it, biggest bucks I saw last year did come right 
from from behind me. The wind was blowing to him, and then they. I thought, well, I thought he winded me, you know. No, that deer didn't win me. I mean, to spook. He he just ran over the ridge. He was looking, you know. What I mean, he was going going somewhere, you know. And I went, holy crap, you know what I mean? But it was like, if that deer would have winded me, I'd have never seen him, you right. know. Right. That 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 caliber of deer, you know. Yeah. So so, but you know, thank again. It's great to have everybody back, and maybe maybe John's life's a, on a little bit more of a even keel so we'll get we'll get some more of john lately but um you know it's nice to have everybody back and you know thanks for tuning in thanks for listening